Am I the meanest? Sure Am I the prettiest? Sure Am I the baddest mofo low down around this time? Sure You said it. Show enough. This is Tim. This is New York Giant Straight Talk, powered by Online Big Blue LLC. Oh, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. Actually, we have one topic today. I didn't jump on the camera because I got a lot of other stuff going on at the house. Like I said, we're, I'm actually still doing a little bit of remodeling in my office, so it's going to be a little bit more spectacular. Spectacular. When I get a chance to get it done so we can be on, do more on-camera stuff. But we're going to work our ways back towards that. Want to talk about Saquon Barkley. Want to talk about the contract. Want to talk about how I find it very interesting that there are now like two camps. The Saquon is greedy and we need Saquon camp. And, and, and it's very interesting. But before we get into that little housekeeping, we're going to be attending the New York Giants town hall this Wednesday at the Beacon Theater. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, look, look uh, we're not going to live stream, of course, but we're going to do some shorts from it. Who knows? Maybe we'll live stream outside Manhattan. I don't know. We'll figure it out. The venerable James Williams is going to be tagging along with me. So make sure you stay, stay tuned for that. It's going to be Wednesdays. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be a Q&A with uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable and Mr. Jones. Uh, so you got all, and plus you have the players from this year's uh, 2023 draft class is going to be there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of good content. So make sure you look out for that on Wednesday. Saquon Barkley, uh, you know, the Giants last year during the bye week, Offered him a contract worth about twelve to twelve and a half million, and Saquon rightfully turned it down. I think it was a smart move to turn it down. You have some people that are sitting there saying, "Well, his 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 representation is just just screwed him." No, because like the initial Lamar Jackson contract, like we've talked about before, you don't know what the guaranteed money was. You have no idea because no one's saying anything. To the point that with Lamar Jackson, he was getting so tired of people, you know, giving him crap. He came out and said, hey, hey, listen, this is what they were offering. And it wasn't even near market value. So maybe the guaranteed money is wasn't there for Saquon. But you know what? Time has gone by. As time goes by. Let's just remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply when time goes by. No one's going to know what that is. That's from the movie Casablanca. But you don't know what he was offered. You don't know what he was not offered. Then you turn around, you, you know, the season, you know, every, every, the season goes on. It goes through. Make the playoffs. Win in Minnesota. Lose to the Eagles. And then the rest of the season goes on. And then you have leading up to what we needed to do with Daniel Jones's contract or what they thought they needed to do with Daniel Jones's contract. And we've talked about this before. And many other sports writers have said this and many other pronosticators and, and talking heads have said it when you overpay Daniel Jones. And if you look at Daniel Jones's body of work, and if you're not, if you're not mature enough to hear this conversation, please turn off the show. Cause I don't want you listening. Anyways, if you look at what he has done in his entire career in his first four years, if you cannot say that you did not overpay for what his body of work is, then you're a fool because you're paying him off potential. He is going to potentially do this. He's going to potentially do that. You're paying him off potential. You're giving him technically $40 million a year for the next four years. Of course, if he goes out the term of his contract. But honestly, if you take a look at it, it's only really $32 million a year average over the first two years. Third year is not guaranteed. There is guaranteed money, but it's not guaranteed. But you, you, paid, you overpaid. You set the market for an average quarterback. When you do that, and we've talked about this before, when you do this, 
the, the rest of the players on the team that are well above average look at this and says, hey, listen, whoa, whoa, back up the, back up the truck a second. You overpaid for Daniel Jones. I'm just as big as a cog on this offense, if not bigger at times than Daniel Jones is. I may be a running back, but I want to get paid. I would like to get paid. And I should get paid because if you go off my body of work compared to the person that you overpaid, you should pay me at least, at, at least the minimum, the, the top of the food bank in reference to the being the running backs, which would be Christian McCaffrey. And I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that the Giants are having this, the Giants are playing this game of chicken with Daniel Jones, excuse me, with Saquon Barkley. They're, they're playing a game of chicken with him. And it's a scary game of chicken because if you cannot see the fact that Saquon Barkley is a vital cog on this team, it's, it's, it's what it is. It just is what it is. And then you go out and give a uh, four-year $90 million extension to learn Williams. You free up five and a half million in cap space. So you have, you have available money because you'll probably get even more money. And then the Giants came out recently and increased the offer to $13 million with incentives he could make up to $14 million. And he rejected that deal as well. And I don't blame him. I don't blame them. If you take a look at what's going on, if you take a look at the running back market, you take a look at the draft. People, people were condescending in reference to the running back market, but look at what look what happened at the draft. Look where running, look where certain running backs went in the first round of this draft. People will point out though Saquon has missed 21 games through his first five years, but he still averaged 1,214 yards. You take away the 2020 season where he was injured and only played in two games, he's averaged almost 1,500 yards from, the, from scrimmage and over four seasons. Only seven running backs, including Barkley, and 11 players had that many yards from the line of scrimmage last year. Barkley ranked seventh with 1,650 yards from the line of scrimmage. Second, it was the second, excuse me, second highest total in his career. He's 26. He turned 26 in February. So you figure he's got at least another two, three good years within him before there, there may be a serendipitous drop. But you take a look at you take a look at that. Only 24 players in the NFL last year exceeded 1,250 yards. Only, only, only 24. So if you can't see that the bark is a vital cog to this, to this, to this offense, yes, the quarterback is always supposed to be the most important position. We've talked about this ad nauseum. They're supposed to be the most important position. But here's the problem. The way the Giants are built and the way this team is constructed and the way it was constructed last year, the running back has just as big a role as the quarterback. Because the Giants' offense is predicated on the run. You can tell me all the want that they went out and got Paris Campbell. You can tell me all they want. They got Darius Slayton. You can tell me all they want. They got Waller. You can tell me anything you want in reference to going Jalen Hyatt. And I love Jalen Hyatt. But there's still a lot of ifs in that receiving room. If Paris Campbell can repeat last year and stay healthy after not staying healthy for the first four years of his career. If Waller can stay healthy after he hasn't done that and stay content after the last two seasons of his career. If Darian Slayton can still put up at least you no know, 750 yards with at least seven catches, if Wandale Robinson can come back from an injury, if Sterling Shepard can come back from an injury, if Jalen Hine can step up and be that deep threat the Giants lack and that big play the Giants lack in the passing game, you know, and then people, well, we got Isaiah Hodges. Well, Isaiah Hodges, if you take a look at him, actually take a look at his stats and what he did for the Giants, not disparaging him. 
But he, I believe he barely even cracked over nine yards a catch, reception. Not much of a yak. He's going to be more of a possession guy. And you're going to need, and, and, and I laugh because if you think about this, if you do not have Saquon Barkley in the backfield, if you do not have that threat, that home run threat every time Barkley touches the ball, what's going to t- stop teams from putting 7-8 in the box and making Daniel Jones throw? What will stop them from doing that? There's really not a, a, a answer for that. And that people, I love the people that would be like, well, here's the thing. Saquon Barkley's going to be pushed this year because we went out and drafted a running back. <laughs> that was one of the dumbest things I've ever read. That Saquon Barkley is going to be pushed by Eric Gray. Eric Gray, first of all, has to make the roster. That's the first thing he needs to do. He needs to make the roster. If anything, he's going to be, he potentially be a cog for the Giants to spell Saquon Barkley in reference to running the ball, but he's going to make the roster. You're looking at a guy who gets dragged, who got dragged down from behind quite a bit and scouts. It even said that he looks to run out of bounds instead of, instead of going for contact. It's foolish to assume that not paying Saquon Barkley is the way to go. If we are truly, if he is truly looking for Christian McCaffrey money, he says he's not. He said he's looking for, you know, he's not trying to reset the market. Well, the market's 16 million. And you could think he's worth it. You could think he's not worth it. But if you're really giving him 14, what's another $2 million among friends? And this is what I love because fans, like I said, fans, even on the radio, uh, uh, I'm sorry. We have Steve from the Bronx. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we we need to look at the money that we have, and and we need to you know uh, be careful with the salary cap. I love it when everyone's a cap capologist if they want to use it to prove their point. But if it's something that the Giants should do, every some people certain people sit there and say, well, the cap doesn't mean anything. The cap doesn't matter. But all of a sudden, if it's giving money to players they don't like, then then it, well, you know, we got to save money in the cap. If you're truly going to close in at $14 million, why don't you just give him 14 guaranteed and give him another 2 million in incentives? Why not? You have an opportunity. You have a chance. The schedule for the giants is tough. The schedule for the giants is more than tough, but if you want to have more of a chance this season to progress and go forward and be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. You give Saquon Barkley the money. You give him, you give him what he wants. But the problem is when you overpay Daniel Jones, when you give 90 million to Dexter Lawrence, and then you sit there and you pinch pennies with your pro bowl running back. That's crazy. And for people to think that his, his agents letting him down in this, no, his agents not letting him down. This is, this is the contract that Saquon Barkley is going to make money. This is his second contract. This is where he needs to make his cash. This is where he needs to make his money to support his family. This is where he needs to acquire the Quan. He needs to earn money these next two to three years. So he's looking out for himself. He's betting on, and no, if he decides to play on the tag, he's betting on himself. And he's betting on the fact that the Giants won't tag him again next year. Because of the fact of the situation with the contracts they have coming up and the things that they need to do. Just give the guy his money. 
do what you did with Daniel Jones. Pay him for two, give him four years, two years guaranteed, third year partially guaranteed, and see what happens. Because he'll be sitting in his third year at 29. Make the, vo- make the fourth year avoidable. And then just leave it at that. Don't, he's not, if he's truly not setting the market, if he's truly not trying to beat Christian McCaffrey's money, give him the 14, give him the million and a half to two million incentives, call it a day, save some salary cap money this year. You could probably take that cap number down to like six million, if not more. And then have the extra cap space. Do what you need to do. Build the continuity in this team. Because Saqu- Saquon Barkley, at the end of the day, is, a fr- is the face of the franchise. Is the face of the franchise. And you could like that. You could not like that. doesn't really matter. That's just what it is. If you talk, if you talk to anyone in marketing or anything such as that, you see, you see commercials with Saquon Barkley. You don't see them with Daniel Jones. Why? Because Saquon Barkley is the face of the franchise. Make sure you tune in for Wednesday. Like I said, we are going to be at the New York Giants Town Hall, Beacon Theater in New York. We'll, do, we'll send out some shorts. Hell, you know, we may, we may live stream a little bit from the event. But make sure you stay tuned for that because that's going to be fun and that's going to be exciting. And again, this is Tim. This is New York Giants Straight Talk, powered by Online Big Blue LLC. And you know what to do. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to ring that bell because you know what it means. Well, that'd be awesome.